everybody, this is Patty Negri and welcome to The Witching Hour. I have a really great guest today, actually not a great guest, somebody I actually idolize and fangirl over. But before I tell you all about Cindy Kaza, yeah, Cindy Kaza on my show, um, I'm going to fill you in on this week ahead. If you are listening to this when we first dropped the week of uh, September 13th, 13th, my lucky number, um, I've got some really great things coming up, starting with our new school is opening, the University Magicus, um, with uh, my first astral projection class. So if you're interested in that, on Sunday, September 19th, we're going to astrally project a little bit. It's Sunday afternoon. I'm going to be posting it. We're just launching the school, so I'm going to be posting it. So look on my social media, on Facebook, on Twitter. We're still we're still waiting to get our Instagram back. So know that I am not contacting you on Instagram. Hopefully it'll be fixed soon. But if anybody seems fishy, it, it is fishy. It's not me. Um, so anyway, the 19th Astral Projection class, if you haven't done it, you want to do it because it's a fun thing to do. You can go on vacation without even leaving your house. Um, after that, it's the next week. It's the world's largest ghost hunt and national ghost hunting day. And it is my friend Maria Schmidt. And if you don't know about it, I mean, half of you are probably participating in it. People all over the world one night on that Saturday are doing ghost hunts from the conjuring house to every haunted place all over the world um so you could look at national ghost hunting day or the world's largest ghost hunt but stay here too on myparanormal.net we are going to be doing a live stream from midnight in paris to midnight in los angeles or maybe that's opposite no that's right midnight in paris to midnight in la we're going to live stream where i am in massachusetts at a very haunted house from nine from the 1850s with my friend frankie frank and his crew also i'm going to be doing there a very witchy ritual with my friend sal santoro um in a book signing and graveyard tour so so join us on myparanormal.net on Saturday the 25th. And we're going to travel the world together through your computer or phone. Um, other than that, it's travel time. It's getting ready for Halloween. And speaking of Halloween, have you done your Halloween happy dance yet? Have you got your costume yet? Make sure we have contests, all sorts of contests coming up. So make sure you sign up for myparanormal.net. Already we've had a winner from my first contest. I want to say congratulations to Kathy in California. Kathy in California, she won. Yay! Um, now you could be the next winner. So sign up at myparanormal.net. We have all sorts of fun, funny, different, wonderful contests coming up with lots of prizes with me, with Bridget, with Jean, with all of our regular My Paranormal people. And uh, you don't want to miss that. So go to my website for all all sorts of things, because I, I don't even know if I could list them all. I'm going to be in Massachusetts for the 25th, and then October 1st and 2nd, it's Orange County Paracon, which everybody can go to because it's going to be virtual. The next week, I'm going to be in Vulture City, Arizona, with all sorts of fabulous people. The next week, I'm going to be back in Salem for the Vampire Ball. The next week, I think I'm going to be in Lake Tahoe for the para-unity and the next week I'm going to be in New Orleans for that vampire ball and the next weekend I'm going to be somewhere else but look for it on my website pattynegri.com look for it on all my social media and it's the season you guys let's get ready for the spirits okay everybody it is time for the willow report 
What's our update today, Willow? She's still teething, as you can see. She does have her adult teeth now, so they're stronger but not as sharp, but they still hurt. But, you know, as she's approaching six months, which she is, she's, you know, just very, very close to six months, we're trying to figure out what she wants to do when she grows up. Well, I know she's going to be a racing wiener because she is really fast, and she likes to go in circles, and she likes to go straight. So I think she's going to be a wiener racer. But, you know, that can't necessarily pay the bills unless you're like an Olympic wiener racer. So I was thinking that I know where she's leaning towards. She might be a decorator. She's taken over decorating the entire house. Yeah, yeah. I find like little decorating papers everywhere, everywhere, all over the house, besides all of her toys. And then she thought we needed a little more color throughout the living room and through the kitchen and through the dining room and down the stairs. She thought a touch of orange would be really great. Miles and miles of poop bags strewn throughout the house, going upstairs, going downstairs. She never even broke them apart. It was very, very pretty. I think she's getting ready for Halloween. So anyway, if you want to be a decorator, Willow, you can be a decorator. But we hope that you're not a destruction derby girl because she's still eating walls a little bit. She is still the devil, but she's still our little angel. So that's it. What do you want to be when you grow up, Willow? <clears throat> Besides biting all the time. Ow. So for this week's lesson, we're going to talk about mediumship since I have Cindy Kaza. Again, you probably recognize her from the Holzer files and all sorts of things. But she is what I honestly believe to, to be the world's best evidential medium. I'm a medium. I'm a trance medium and physical medium. And you might be going, wait, wait, there's different kinds of mediumship? Yeah, that's what we're going to talk about for this week's magic. Um, mediumship means talking to the other side, talking to spirits on the other side, deceased loved ones, spirits, elementals, all sorts of things. It's different than being psychic. People get that mixed up sometimes. To be a psychic means you could see past and present and future. You could look at paths and possible and probable paths of things. Um, all mediums are psychic. Not all psychics are medium. They're two different gifts, but mediums have the psychic one for whatever reason. That's how it is. And now many of you are gifted who listen to this, which is why you even listen to this and fall into this weird, paranormal, metaphysical, witchy, ghosty world. So a lot of you are gifted. A lot of you know your empaths. A lot of you know your, all your senses are a little bit heightened. Your smell, your taste, your hearing, and yes, your third eye. Now the best thing to do to develop your mediumship is number one, get your left brain out of the way. Get that logical brain out of the way. If you want to think, wow, I think grandma's standing behind me, you can't immediately go, oh, that doesn't make sense. Somebody opened the window, shut it down. That's your left brain. Just say, yes, okay. Maybe grandma's standing by. Is that you, grandma? Do you have a message for me? Great. If you want to analyze it, two hours, go back and analyze it. Was that really her or was that indigestion or somebody did open the window? That's okay. But the more you can say yes to it, the more you can get logic out of the way and let your intuition turn tune in, you could start really talking to spirit. There's meditative projects. Um, there's meditation that you can do. You could sit and work with a candle. You could do all sorts of exercises, practicing with cards, you know, what card's going to be next. So you again, start developing this literal like third eye muscle in your body. Now, when you start getting into mediumship, go slowly what it is and the different kinds of mediumship. There's 
uh, again, a trans medium, I let somebody take over my body now and again. I keep a little bit of Patty there, but all of a sudden I might take on grandma's attributes or whoever, the serial killer, if I'm with Zach and the guys. Um, now, Cindy, the, the um, evidential medium, she goes into most specific, most specific details. Like they were wearing purple panties and a green shirt and their name was Bob and the middle name was Ann and their last name was that. So very specific details, times, names, both are valid, both are great. We usually have little bits of each of them once we start working with the mediumship. But again, always trust spirit and try to get yourself out of the way. And another thing about mediumship is learn your language. Spirit's going to talk to you in ways, almost like a tell in poker. Like some people, obviously, everybody gets the goosebumps. Ooh, that's truth. There's a spirit here. Some people's their ears get all tingly and red. Some people get a twitch over here. Some people feel something. So start paying attention to what your tell might be when spirit is in, and then you just start developing your language, whether it's signs or symbols or sigils, all the different clairs you can have. Sometimes you see there's clairaudient, clairvoyant, clairsentient, claircognizant, clair everything. And that just means some people see with your outside eyes or inside. Sometimes you hear, sometimes it's just a feeling. Sometimes it's just a knowing. Sometimes it's a smell. Sometimes it's a taste. Um, I've been doing it so long, they all mix together and I'm not differentiating what they are. But when you're first learning, you do want to differentiate to see what your strong suits are and what your weak suits are. So that's, again, baby beginning 101 lesson in mediumship. But let me bring you one of the best now. So let's go on to the beautiful, the magical Miss Cindy Keza. And today, I must say, I have my absolute favorite medium. Truly, I was going through all the mediums I know, and I know a lot, of course, it's my world, and uh, this one's the best. So let me tell you a little bit about Cindy Kaza, my new friend, Cindy Kaza. Um, she is an evidential medium, and you probably recognize her from the Holzer files and from all sorts of things. Um, she's been doing this for a long time. I know she's studied and she studies like what makes me very happy, spirituality and religion and been all over the world to see what people actually do. So I'll let her tell you a little bit more about it, but let me introduce you. Welcome, Cindy. Thank Hi. you. Thanks for having me, Patty. Oh, you are so welcome. Um, again, I've been admiring you from afar for a long, long time. And we finally did just get to meet at the, uh, the Michigan Paracon. Um, and again, it's when you meet somebody that you respect so much and you finally get to meet. And when I went to go do my my mediumship gallery in the theater, and it was like first day, and I was just running the rest my first night at this particular Paracon. And, you know, everybody's at the booth. and where's my runner? I, I, wait, this is a really big theater. They're supposed to be have somebody with, with a microphone and to, 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 to go to the audience people and there's nobody there. All of a sudden, up pops this beautiful vision. One of my idols, there is Cindy Casa, microphone in hand. And she's like, I'll be your runner. I'm like, wow, okay. And poor thing, again, she had to run like miles back and forth. This got to get over here and get over there. So again, you were, that was just amazing to me. I'm like, okay, I'll do this for you tomorrow. Um, and then on that tomorrow, it gave me that opportunity to be away from my section and just sealed the deal that you are kick-ass amazing. Thanks, buddy. You know, I, um, I, 
been studying mediumship for a long time and um, evidential mediumship is is a style of mediumship that I learned with the spiritualist national union so I spent a lot of time studying with the spiritualists the spiritualist church um, particularly in the United Kingdom at the Arthur Finley College so um, it's not my religion spiritualism but it, it's so amazing that um, you know there's a religion out there that's an actual you know organized verified religion that really is about mediumship and about showing that life does continue after death and when you go into a spiritualist church service there's a speaker and then there's a medium i mean it's wild right like this is happening and a lot of people don't know about spiritualism yeah, no, it is it is wonderful. I it got the big thing back from the, the the Fox sisters and all that, and people know about the different stuff, but they don't really. I have yet to be, come to go to like Lily Dale or England Arthur Finley, Arthur Finley or yeah. Lily Dale or any of those you know New Yorky areas where they they live and breathe it. Um, but uh, you discovered pretty young that you had the gift, the gift, right? Well, I, I had my first experience that I can remember, and that's important to say, because I think I was probably having experiences before I could actually remember them uh, when I was 10. And I had the experience. I knew that something happened. I saw a dead girl standing by my bed in the middle of the night. I was like, hmm, what is that? It scared the crap out of me. And then I continued to have experiences, you know, like knowing when things were going to happen before they did, reading people, just very intuitive and other experiences with seeing spirits and feeling spirits and all that stuff. But it really honestly wasn't until I'd say my twenties that I put it all together. Right. And just in full disclosure, like when I was 15, 16 years old, because of my sensitivity and I didn't understand it, I was drinking and self-medicating and then I had to stop that. So at 23, I stopped drinking and that's when everything started to come back and I started to realize, wow, that this is what's been going on this entire time. And I didn't understand. And then it was around, um, 24, 25. Um, I was even getting more interested, starting to read books, more books. And then, but my first mentor honestly was when I was 19, her name was Bonnie and she saw it in me. She saw, she's like, you're psychic. I'm like, I don't know. And then she would bring me over to her house. She'd teach me tarot cards. She was, you know, she was actually a witch, you know, she was all pagan. She was making spells and doing, um, tinctures and all of that stuff. And, um, and so I, I was listening, but I still didn't quite, maybe I wasn't ready. You know, I think you really step into it when you're ready. And, um, and I believe that. So it wasn't like I had my first experience and I knew I'm going to be a psychic medium. It was not, not that at all. In fact, like the, the fact that I'm doing this for a living is hilarious. I mean, this is not where I ever thought I would be like ever. If you had asked me when I was young, would you be a psychic medium on TV? I'd be like, what are you talking about? You know? That's so, and and I think that shows that that's where you were led. When I, I I use the word like, oh, you should be. When I train people, I know you teach and train. It's like go organic, let it develop. Yes, study. Yes, learn everything you can. But those people, I want to do this and I want to be up here. It's like, I I'm the same way. I fought it. I knew I was talking to dead people when I was a little bitty, and I had my rebellion years. I want to be normal. I'd wear hats to keep in my body, yeah. so I would astrally travel and I would just I didn't want anything about it but that luckily that was short-lived but I I kept this was the last thing I thought I would do I because I I ran a, a a production company I ran a very 
a corporate production company, like big industrial shows, it's like, you cannot know either side of like, did I dance around bonfires as a witch or talk to dead people? So I kept it really separate until basically the big corporate crash of 2008, when you couldn't do corporate shows and entertainment anymore. And then reality TV was going like this and people are going, please do this on my show. I'm like, no, no, no. And then once I did, it's like, oh, this is fun. This, this, this is okay. Okay. I'm out of the closet. I'm out of the room closet. I'm out of the psychic medium closet. Um, but truly what I, one of my favorite things about you is again, your attention to detail is like no one I've honestly seen. And I've seen a lot of people, your specific, specific, specifics. So that's amazing. Not just names, but this, and you did that. And you have a tattoo of a this on your that, and you have a this. I'm like, Whoa, she's, you have balls, <laughs> in, in the good sense of the word. That's part of it though, right, Patty? Because even when I teach my students, you know, we get in our own way as mediums. People are so afraid to see what they're getting because they're afraid of being wrong. And until you push past that, you, you're not gonna know what you're capable of. So it's like, you have to just get to a point, and this is what happened to me, my mediumship truly transformed when I stopped being afraid of getting a no, and I stopped being afraid of being wrong. And I just trusted the spirit world because what mediums do the most, the two things we do the most, we misinterpret or we give the message to the wrong person. Yes. Yes. And I realized like if, if I'm giving a message to somebody and they're kind of like, and I think you've saw, saw me do this when they're like, well, kind of, I'm like, no, it should be. Yes. It shouldn't be kind of. And then when you open it up and somebody else takes it and they understand everything. So there has to be that freedom and that, um, you know, the willingness to walk away from one person saying yes to find where the message truly belongs. And you can feel the resistance when it's not matching. And once you get to where you're going, it flows. Yeah. You know? Whoa. And you, and it, when you did have the right person and they weren't up for it, you were great. You were like, I don't believe you. <laughs> and they're like, Oh yeah, right. I do have an uncle Bob. Yeah. And cause, and you, you stood your ground and, and again, that was just beautiful. And you know, into the space that you do. So um, again, kudos, kudos oh, to you for doing, to bringing such goodness and and the compassion you do it with. I I've seen some you know mediums maybe crazy gifted, but don't know how to work with people. They don't have that compassion. I even watch one of your videos like, like can I hug you? When you hug somebody, it's like, yeah, the love, the compassion. Mm -hmm. Because people do, I mean, they come to us not when everything is great, not when the, their world is perfect and fine. That they they come to us when when they're in need, and uh, we have to be very conscious of that. Well, yeah, and it's also about meeting somebody where they need to be met. And I teach my students this: look, like mediums can be so wrapped up in being right and looking good and getting the right evidence that we forget that we're working with somebody who is vulnerable and maybe sad or maybe afraid and and being able to sense that and, and take a pause and let the person have a feeling because what can happen is the medium, as a mediums, we can be so wrapped up in, I see this, I see this, I see this. And in, you know, particularly when we're working with like murders, right? I've seen murders a million times and we don't have to say everything we're seeing. We can give enough to get the message out but we don't have to say, I'm seeing a dead body in the middle of an alley and there's blood everywhere. And you know, it's like the person already knows what happens to their loved one, you know? Yeah. So we have to be very conscious of that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. 
So does it, how does it work? This is a question that I don't, you, I've never even asked anybody, but again, I, I, you're just so good at what you do. How does your, does your mediumship different when working with yourself? Like if you're talking to, is it, is it different than when you're working with anybody else? Like if oh, you're talking to your beloved dead? <laughs> yeah. So I tend to read for myself doing automatic writing because it's easier for me to get out of my own way. And then I save the writing and I look back and see if it if any of it came true. And I swear to God, it's always like three years later. I just reread Automatic Writing from 2017. I'm like, that's happening right now. So I can never tell the timeline when it's for myself. And it's always like years after. But I found that for me, um, Automatic Writing is really the best way for me to read for myself. That is yeah. good. I have seen you do that. And that is good. That's actually one thing I haven't done, but I, I'm the same way. I. I, it's like, I'm not going to read for myself. I'll just go meditate or I'll do something, try to do it from the inside out slightly differently. But I, I just, it's like, it's, is that my weakness or what? But I love that. I should, I'll have to try automatic writing one day. <laughs> so I have a lot of people, a lot of people new on their spiritual path or their magical path or whatever that is. Um, what are some of the, I, 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 what are some of the things that you think are best for people? Again, other than trusting and trusting spirit, do you have a specific exercises you would say for people to be able to really connect to spirit that way? Or Ooh, there's so many, right? Patty, there's so many, like, I think obviously trust, um, you know, you really have to be disciplined in development and wanting to develop your ability. Uh, I find that people want it to happen overnight and that's not how it happens. So if you really want to become a good medium or a good healer, wherever, whatever path you're on, dedicate time and take it seriously and be, be persistent, right? Because I, I've just seen this so many times and, I, and I'm just going to say it for me. I mean, when I decided this is my path, I was like, I'm an overachiever. So I was taking every class I could. I was going to the Arthur Finley College multiple times. I was going to Lilydale. I was like, I took classes on things that I'll never even use. I mean, I'm not a trans medium. I don't think I'll be knock on wood. Like that kind of freaks me out. But I studied trans. I'm like, oh God, I'm too much of a control freak to let something that close to me, you know? Um, but I've studied trans, I've studied trans healing, I've studied all of these different things just to have the information, right? Um, so meditation, finding whatever works for you, prayer, I don't care, right? You have to find your thing and, and be disciplined because otherwise, honestly, you won't know how far you can take something if you don't have a discipline and if you aren't committed. Um, and also learn, learn the ethics behind this work. I can't stress that enough. It's better to learn that out of the gate because I can't tell you how many times I've had to tell my students, like, I don't know where you picked that up, but that is totally unethical. And you have to be very mindful of how you speak with people. Um, so that is huge. 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 <laughs> um, so speaking of teaching, where, so how do people get a hold of you? I mean, we'll get into all the where they find yeah. you and stuff. But since we're into teaching stuff now, um, do you do you pe people go to your website to find you teaching and classes? Do you do? Yeah, I do a lot of stuff on Zoom now because of COVID, um, but it's fun. Um, all, of, all of it's on my website, but also on my social media, I'll post the links to book a ticket. I teach mediumship for beginners. I teach a medium's guide to paranormal. So that's how do you go into a paranormal investigation as a psychic medium and what tools can you use? Because you can use so many different things in a, in a paranormal investigation, which I love. 
um, you know, when you spend all this time studying psychometry and remote viewing and scrying and automatic writing and mediumship, you get to use all those things in a paranormal investigation. It's super fun. So, yeah. yeah, and I love that you teach that because it is different world. It is different world than sitting around a seance table or doing a gallery when you're on the paranormal investigation and you're on with all these these ghosty people who aren't necessarily from that spiritual world. And it's a, it's a whole different energy. So I, I I love that you teach that. Love. Yeah that um so what is some of what is your what is the big picture what what, what do you want people to get out of not i get the solace of what you do or out of you know gifts or developing their gifts you know with everything that's going on you know we don't have to go that deep the planet and the world what is, what is your big picture hope Ooh, oh boy <clears throat> Keep it light. No, <laughs> sorry. So here's here's the thing, right? Because my whole the, the whole reason I'm even on TV, honestly, is because I had this idea in 2012 called Diary of a Medium, and Diary of a Medium is about learning from different healers and and realizing that this work exists cross culturally in every religion. It might be called something different, and and understanding that we can all come together as as mediums and psychics we may practice differently but we're ultimately tapping into the same source and i think that there's a space in this work where imagine if all of the psychics and mediums and healers could unite and come together wow that's powerful right because there's so much division all this division it's it's all it's unnecessary right um so I guess I would hope that people in this field, no matter what your religion is, could be open to studying and learning from other people in different cultures and religions. It doesn't mean you have to incorporate that belief, but it's about understanding, right? So, I mean, I, I'm a student of Sufism. Um, mm-hmm. Sufism calls me. I've spent a lot of time in Southeast Asia. I've studied with some Sufis. Because it's all encompassing. It doesn't matter what your religion is. Everybody's welcome. There are many paths to God. It's beautiful, right? Um, So I guess that's my hope. And and I think that if people are open-minded and and it, it could change a lot of stuff. I mean, I just think of like, imagine every healer or everybody uniting on a day and praying or sending energy. What could that do, right? It could do a lot. A lot. I, and I, again, I, I see why I love you because I'm the same thing. <clears throat> One of my gifts is I see energy and the, the lines of it, just this pure energy. And <clears throat> as far as the belief system, it, to me, it's almost like a template. You said on top, you're going to take a, sorry, Kempe, a Judeo-Christian template. You're going to take a Sufi template. You're going to take a Peruvian shamanism template. You're going to take a pagan new age if you look at the through line of the truths and the energy, it's the same. So why would there just be a one way to, to do anything or I'm right and you're wrong? For me to get to, from my house, wherever it is, to your house, wherever it is, who say there's one way there? You know, you could walk, you could fly, you could you could swim, you could, whatever that is. Um, I, I agree 100%. It's coming together. What we can do together from, from this place and the and world is that more than anything now. Yeah. It's from the heart, right? Because I always say to people, what is your intention? What's your intention? Because that's what's important. You can say anything you want, but what? Where? what's your intention? Are you walking forward with a clean heart? Like, where are you coming from? You know, yeah. and, and that's 
what's important. And there's just, it's sad to see all this division in the world. And it's like, oh my God, just let people be, let people find their own path wherever they're going. Just let them be. <clears throat> yeah. So do you notice again, because I, I, I am that the veil is thinning right now that completely. Yeah. So yeah. I, whether that's it's the age of Aquarius we're moving into or just this whole dimensional change. But um, I, again, I think what we do is needed more than ever and teaching it to people is needed more than ever because people are more lost and yet experiencing more stuff that they just can't explain by what, what they learn in school. Right. And, you know, the other thing, too, with the pandemic, because so many people have been like opening up and part of me is like, oh, maybe it's the energy of the pandemic or maybe there's something shifting. And the other part of me is like, no, I think people are being forced to slow down. Yes. And when you're forced to be still, that's where all this stuff happens. And people have not been still. I mean, and so people are having awakenings like crazy during the pandemic for a number of reasons. I mean, it's probably, you know, everything that's in the pot of soup, right? It's the energy, it's the stillness, it's all of that. But um, yeah, no, there's, there's definitely a shift happening for sure. Yeah. And I, I agree too. the whole the pandemic. I always say it was a, you know, God, universe, spirit, source, whatever. Was it like, you guys are asleep. You guys are numb. You are hit you on the head, go to your room and stay in your room. You can't leave your, until you figure out what's important. And we were all sent to our room literally and figuratively. You don't leave your house. It's, and it's, it is seeing, it's like people waking yeah. up. Some not, some numbing out. They've just sat in front of the, you know, the TV eating bonbons the whole time. And that that's a choice. But I, I think that was, we had to quiet because it was just this. Yeah. And, you know, I think there's... Um there's an external aspect to everything and there's an internal aspect to everything. So if you look at the external of the pandemic and all the madness in the world, and all the fighting over religion and whatever resource, whatever, you know, you name it, it's out there. But if you can reflect on that, or if we reflect on that individually, how is that applying? How are we viewing that internally? Right? Because the way that we see the external world has something to do with how, what we're doing inside. So I always like kind of, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. I just, it gets a little bit out there, but it really is true that however you're seeing the outside world has something to do with what you're feeling about yourself internally. So if you can reflect both, I think that that's actually a good teaching moment with anything. Yes. Yes. Again, it, it, it's what curtain you're seeing it through. And, and we can control that. That's the thing that people don't get. Um, to me, because of everything going on, it, it, I'm all about empowerment. You guys take your power back. Right. We take our power away. We all became victims to whatever. Um, and we were, as a rule, people happily will give their power away so they don't have to take that responsibility. But as soon as you do, then, then you can control how you see it from the inside, which can control how it is on the outside. I, I love how you combine that. <laughs> yeah. So what what are some other practices besides exercises and mediumship? Um, what do you think people could do? Or again, my listeners that are a lot of them are brand new into this. Like, okay, okay, I don't know what I want, but I I I I, I want a spiritual path of some sort. Yeah. Ooh, I say follow wherever your soul is guiding you. Go take one class one day. It could be in herbs. The next day it could be mediumship. The next day it could be in whatever it could yeah. be just 
follow your soul wherever your soul is pulling you trust it it doesn't mean you have to use that aspect of the work it's just telling you to go learn something because by taking classes you you'll uncover what you're capable of and some of the things that you're not capable of and that's also okay you don't have to be good at everything that's what i tell people you don't have to be good at everything just you know you'll find it but just keep going um it's just i can't stress that enough i mean and also i think um you know developing like healthy living you don't have to be perfect but try to get clear as clear as you can because i'll tell you like i i know mediums that drink and smoke and all those things that i don't that's fine but when it when it starts to get in the way that's a problem so try to you know be be mindful of what you're putting into your system because it does make a difference yes we are the vessel we are the tool we are right. our ghost meter that's us yeah so yeah got to be kept clean um yeah and i what i did because i'm same thing study okay i'm gonna study proven shamanism i'm gonna study this i'm gonna study this because i didn't have any base growing up I, we were just not a religion so when i started searching so now i don't even you know i'm i i'm a witch i'm a pagan but beyond that i can't even define because yeah i do have some sufism i have some buddhist techniques within there i have some peruvian oh, i like the jaguar stuff and you make your own like you said soup earlier and you develop your own language, whether you want to follow under somebody else's. And to me, that's when you really do find your truth. Yeah, no, I agree. And that's funny because I, I'm studying with a Peruvian shaman. I have been for a couple of years because I'm really interested in, in that whole world. Um, and there are a lot of similarities with Sufism in the sense of inner, outer, light, dark. Everything has a meaning within a meaning within a meaning. Um, and meaning making, like if we talk about meaning making and how we see things and how we make meaning of it is direct reflection of, of who we are in the inside. So I don't know, I can't stress that enough. I just, I, I, the biggest piece of advice I give any medium now is the more you heal yourself, the better your mediumship will become. Because until you are unafraid to face your own shadow, you're going to be afraid to face the shadow side in the spirit world. And it doesn't mean it's evil. It doesn't mean it, it's just the shadow. But if you can't face your own shadow, you're gonna have a hard time facing the shadow on the other side. Yes, yes. And and again, you bring a candle into a room, you bring light into the room, you see shadows. Right. That's just the, the, the law of it. Um, yeah, I what I like again, what I the what I got of Peruvian shamanism, except I like that it's really earthy because I'm very elemental in my work, earthy. And you don't need fancy crystals, it's rocks and you have rocks and you have rocks. I just hear it. And, and, and what I learned about making a mesa, a mesa, again, I'm just talking from my year of set, it's a big old piece of cloth and you put your little rocks in it and you divide them where you want them to be. Here is the health and here is a family. It's like, oh, you are taking charge of your own life. It's not just where, where, the, where the cards fall. So again, okay, I'm gonna take that aspect into my belief system, into my practice. Right. And um, it's great. And, and I do wanna be a whirling dervish. So I don't know that much. About whirling dervish, I see it. I went to Istanbul earlier this year. It was like the worst time to go because it was, I mean, the, the Istanbul is open, right? But because of the pandemic, there weren't, the whirling dervishes weren't whirling. And I was like, oh, I came to see the dervishes and they're not whirling. I'm so oh, mad. Yeah, I know. I, again, that's, I, I have Turkish descent. That's why I'm so mad that my Instagram hacker is writing in Turkish, everything, any language but Turkish. <laughs> but I, yeah, I, I haven't seen a live dervish twirling yet, but I will. I will. Well, I um, believe it. 
uh, I was gonna say a funny story too about my childhood when you were talking about rocks. Please. When I was little, I was like, I knew everything had a spirit, and I was like talking to rocks, and people are like, you know, you're so weird. I'm like, no, but the rocks have feelings, and everybody thought I was nuts. And then when I started studying, you know, the shamanism, I was like, no, rocks do have spirits. Everything has a spirit, you know. Exactly, everything has a spirit. I, again, I was same way. I was picking bushes out of my little suburban backyard in Long Beach, stuffing in my mom's purse, knowing that, you know what the rosemary would do and the mint would do. And yeah, talk to rocks, talk yeah, to trees. Yeah. Yeah. So um, what is your, again, what is your getaway place? If, 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 if you, whether internal or external, like when life gets to you, and I deal with so many people and their stress gets them or their this gets them or their thing, do you have any, your, your own secret weapons or whatever? How do you deal with it when it, it's hard to deal with it? Oh boy, I think I live in a constant state of stress. <laughs> better now it's better now. well honestly because I just was like I've had so much going on for the last I don't know forever um I like to travel and I like to go to Indonesia is like my favorite place in the entire world although that hasn't been possible for like two years but yeah. but um I do yoga too I do hot yoga so that's a good place for me to be because it's it um, I don't sweat a lot naturally, but when you throw me in a hot room, I sweat so much that the only thing I can focus on is survival. <laughs> so it really is a good way to like, you know, get calm. Um, but I've been since COVID um, spending a lot of time going to national parks in the United States, getting out in nature. I mean, I, that's been a really important um, thing for me lately is connecting, reconnecting with nature and technology. It's like, oh my God, I'm so exhausted from technology. Yeah. Because and I'm living on Zoom, uh, you know, and social media and all that stuff. And it's like when I can just put the, the technology away and be in nature, it's amazing. You sound like a witch to me. But <laughs> hey, look, you know, I'm open, Patty. I'm open. Yeah. No, I, I don't proselytize or whatever you call that. No, oh. but again, it is that connection to nature. It's, 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 um, um, what that is. What is your, again, cause we also have a lot of paranormal people and why not the scary. What is, what is your, have you had a really scary experience in your gifts and what you do? I guess I know you guys go to scary places with holes or files and all that. What if you ever, what is your scariest experience? Well, this is going to sound weird, right? Because as a medium, I talk to spirits all the time, but when we're doing investigations and I hear um, direct voice phenomenon, I'm like, because oh, I'm so used to hearing it internally or feeling it. So when it happens right near my ear and there's like a, a woman talking, I'm like, oh my God, you know, it's it's not scary. It's more um, startling because when you're so used to hearing it in here and then you hear direct voice phenomenon, it's like, wow, you know? Um, and then there's another case I can't tell too much about it because it hasn't aired yet, but I'll just give give a little bit of a, a short uh, part of it. So I was I was dealing with the spirit who, man, this was this really kind of just it really disturbed me. Where I felt one aspect of the spirit soul, and I had compassion for this man who did terrible things. I'm like, oh my god, it wasn't his fault. Like I feel so much compassion. He he's so sad. He kept telling me it's not my fault, and then. A moment later, I felt the 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 shadow side of this man's spirit. And I was like, wait, was he just lying to me? Was that all a lie? Is he really a monster? Is this 
is this demonic? Like it was, I couldn't discern because the two aspects were so different. And the best way I can explain it is it's, it's the light side of somebody and the shadow side totally separated, like disassociated from one another. They weren't even connected. Or is it something demonic manipulating me? And in that moment, I really was vulnerable. I was like, I can't tell what's happening. And that's not normal, right? Normally I can tell like what's going on in that moment. I couldn't. And that, and I really was, um, disturbed by that because I felt manipulated. I felt like I'd been taken advantage of. I felt like my emotions had been taken advantage of. I don't like that, you know? So that to me was scary because it was the psychological aspect of it. Wow. Yeah, yeah that is wild. And, and, and when you get into, is it demonic? I think demons get way too much credit. You do. I think- you know, the large part of what this is demonic. No, it's just a cranky ass ghost. Yeah, I agree. I hundred percent. Cause and, demons, you know, <laughs> yeah. And like in this one case, I'm like this really, I really am starting to lean demonic because wow, that was intense. But then I, then I, I don't think like, I think most things aren't demonic. Right. So then I'm like, was it, or was it just a fragmented soul of light and shadow? And then I go back and forth. Right. It's, it's interesting. <laughs> Keeps life interesting. I must say it does keep life interesting. Um, and last question, I know we have to go, but I do want you to tell everybody where we're going. Um, what do you think the people's biggest misunderstanding of what you do is or what we do is or of the spirit world in general? Well, where do I begin? One uh-huh. is people think we're supposed to know everything. It's so annoying when people are like, hey, um, I I bet you knew I was going to call you because you're a psychic. I'm like, no, I didn't know you were going to call me. Like, I'm not tapped in all the time. I'm not like, I can't stand that. They think that we're supposed to know everything. Um, I think the other thing that people misunderstand is, you know, when they come to a reading and they're thinking about blueberries, right? That's the code word. If you don't get blueberries, then my loved one isn't here. And I could be saying the name, how they died, how many kids they had. And they're like, but you didn't say blueberries. So my dad's not here, you know, like stuff like that drives me crazy. And, and it's, it's just like, right. Yeah. And again, you told them what color the underwear was. Yeah, that is funny. And again, that's blueberries are so unimportant in the story. You're not in in the thread of everything. You're, you're not going to get it. Um, do you have, and, and again, speaking of that, no, I'm not. Do you have an on-off switch, dimmer switch that you do yeah. with your gift? Yes. Um, I feel like I, the right way to explain it would be I can turn it way down. So if you think of a radio that's plugged in, you can turn the volume down to zero, but it's still emitting electricity. Well, everything always is, right? Um, I can turn it to zero and I can turn it to 10. Um, but also, depending on how I am during the day, if I'm super tired, I don't have as much control. I can, I have to be mindful. When I'm really tired, I, I'm not as guarded or grounded. So, in, And that's a piece of advice I can give people. Make sure you're aware of your energetic state. And if you're really tired and if you're not taking care of yourself, you're a little bit more vulnerable. So you have to pay attention to those things. Um, Do grounding exercises. I do Epsom salt baths. I do sage. I do all that stuff. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. And you, because it does take it out of you. It does take energy. I always call it ritual hangover or seance hangover or or investigation hangover. Because the next day it's like, you feel like you drank a quart of whiskey, but you didn't drink at all. Yeah. 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 And the other thing is you don't have to know everything. Like that's, again, people expect us to know everything, but also there's, there's some grace in walking into an investigation and saying, I don't quite know. This is what I'm seeing. You know, because the second that we start 
proclaiming that we know everything is not good. Just be, just be real. Like, yeah. you know, be real. Yeah. It's okay to say, I don't know. It's okay yeah. to say, I, I'm all, I'm actually, all my first few years with, with Zach and the guys, it's like, what if I walk in and get crickets? What if I, absolutely yeah. nothing. But the places, you know, we go are so vetted that you're not going to walk in and get nothing. Yeah. You're going to get right. to, They've been so tested. So um, anyway, I'm looking at clock. This is terrible. Time flies when you're having fun. I know. I love this. I get to talk for hours. It's fun, I, buddy. So will you have to come back? Will you come back? I would love to. And by the way, I just want to say I adore you and I admire your work too. I didn't say that at the beginning, but I really was so happy to meet you at Michigan Paracon. So I'm glad that we have this connection and I hope to be back soon. Yeah. Thank you. And you will. So um, tell us about if anything you have coming up that you want people to know about, where people can find you. Yeah, so my website is cindykeza.com. All of my social media is Cindy Keza, Medium Cindy Keza. You can find me. Um, yeah, and I post everything there. That's it. And Holzer Files, seasons one and two are on uh, Discovery Plus. You can watch them there. And I'm currently working on a new project, which I can only tell you that much, that will be out in 2022. So we won't tell. All right. So thank you, Cindy Keza. You guys like her, follow her, all the social medias. Go to her website and she will be back. So thank you for being a part of The Witching Hour. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. My Paranormal Network.